Hello, and welcome to Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About. I am Amanda Lauren, and I am with my co-host, Allie Levine. Hey, hey, hey. And we are on the line with really an amazing psychic. Oh, my gosh, she's incredible. I mean, like, blow, like, blew my mind. Um, Melissa White. Yes. So sorry. Oh, the phone is ringing. I know. I'm going to actually have to answer this, so can you do the intro? Oh, yeah, of course. Sorry. Okay. Melissa White. Hi, love. Thank you so much for being here. And before we fully intro you, I just want to say, like, not only are you an amazing psychic, but I could also say, like, medium, right? And just overall, I mean, incredible human. Um, And I was telling Amanda, we both had readings with you yesterday, and we were just blown away by everything you said and how spot on you were. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I would say, you know, the reason that you guys had such amazing experiences um, would also be because you're both open to it. You know, that makes a huge difference. So when you're open and you want the information and you're willing to give your energy to the reading, that's when I find the, the most beautiful things come through some really good detail really good information tends to come through so it's it's also because of you guys so thank you so much oh thank you and my my daughter my baby girl just woke up and she's sitting here and she's smiling and looking like my computer and I think it's like because how you and I were talking about how babies you know come from that spirit world and they they only recently came so it's like I feel like they're so connected so I feel like she's already like connecting with you by like listening. It's so funny because she's just all smiles and her eyes are like wide and she's just listening. Do you hear her? Oh, I, I love it. And it's so true. I mean, babies especially, they are. They're super connected to spirit. And I feel like they're seeing spirit often. They're seeing angels all the time. Um, and they feel it. You know, they feel energy so purely. So you know, they they know when someone else near them is also intuitive and is also sort of connecting with spirit. So they can yeah. they can sense easily. No, I believe that. And I see that with her. And you said that to me, that she was seeing, from my reading, you said that she was seeing my grandmother, um, who is her namesake, um, quite often, you said, when she, like, looks out of her crib and looks up and, like, looks over me, like, she's seeing her and other angels. Totally. And, and also that your grandma would be sort of like um, tucking her in at night, watching over her when she sleeps, blessing her. Um, so it's a really, really lovely connection there. She's definitely like taking that role of like guardian, you know, and really being Aww. protective of the little girl. Yeah. So, so sweet. I love that. Well, before we kind of get into like, because since Amanda had quickly taken an emergency call, um, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of how you fell into this world and everything? Sure, sure. Well, um, I was always a sensitive person. You know, growing up as a child, I I, was, I knew things. Um, very shy as a as a child as well. Um, and I would I would say that yes, I I did. I was psychic from a very young age. I could I could know things before they happened. I would be very much in in people's thoughts oftentimes without even realizing it um empathic picking on emotion you know picking up an emotion that wasn't even mine um but I didn't grow up thinking oh I'm psychic or I'm a medium I didn't know even that I was sort of connecting with the spirit world even though I was 
Um, and I think part of that was because I had a lot of anxiety um, from just that sensitivity. And so when I would say things like little, little things to my parents or my friends and stuff about what I would experience, um, I didn't get the most positive reaction. Like my parents were very freaked out by anything that I said about anything to do with spirit. So I grew up in a family, you know, it was our family Catholic. Um, it's just something that's really focused out or fear around it. Um, so after a while, I think I just kind of just stopped, stopped speaking about it I just kind of closed it down a bit and kind of kept to myself um but I think that's why the anxiety got worse and worse because I wasn't expressing who I was I was kind of keeping like a bit of a secret um but I did notice as a teenager that I could like manifest stuff like I can make things happen very easily just by thinking about them so that was kind of an interesting thing and then um there was a series of events I uh a near-death experience right after my son was born. Um, I A week after he was born, my appendix ruptured. Wow. But I, yeah, and I kept, I was 23, I was young, you know, and I kept going to the, the doctors and going to the emergency room, and they just assumed it was from just having given birth that I was having, like, pain from that, and they kept sending me home. And I remember saying at the time to my, he's my ex-husband now, but my husband at the time, I was like, I feel like I'm dying. Like, I, I really feel like this is like, I'm, I'm afraid. And um, nobody took it seriously. And so finally I ended up, my mom came to my place just to visit. And my son was in his little bassinet and I was laying on the couch and she walked in and she said, my face was just white. Like she was so terrified by what she saw because she knew like I was not well. So wow. she grabbed me, we went, yeah, it was crazy. We went to the emergency room again and I don't even know, it's all a blur. Like I don't even really remember how it happened, but they, I think they did blood work and then they recognized that I needed exploratory surgery. Wow. So they didn't know even at that point what was wrong, but they just knew that I needed to have surgery. So I was laying in the hospital bed. And meanwhile, my son is a week old, right? So I'm petrified yeah. that I'm not there to, to raise him, right? And so um, I was laying there and I remember I was praying and I was just asking God, I was like, please, like, I have to stay here. I have to be here to raise my son. And all of a sudden, on the left-hand side of my bed, my dad's mom in the spirit world came, and she was standing, like, right beside me. And mm -hmm. then my, gran my grandpa came to the other side of my bed, and they both were holding my hands. But the weird thing is, it's like I didn't see them with my physical eyes. It wasn't like they appeared to me. It was like I just felt them, and I knew wow. it was them. And basically, they said to me, just relax you're going to have the surgery, you're going to be okay, you're going to live, but you need to have the surgery right now. And wow. so I was like, okay. So I, wow. I kind of like got some peace from that. And um, when I woke up from the surgery, the surgeon told me that I wouldn't have had 24 more hours because it, my appendix ruptured and it was like poison everywhere and they almost had to remove part of my bowel. Like just Oh crazy. my God. Insane. Yeah, so that opened my eyes and made me realize, okay, first of all, that yes, like I was connecting with the spirit world. And then also that I could trust my intuition because I knew for a fact that I was close to that. Right. Yeah. And so it made me realize that like, 
even if nobody's listening to me, like I need to, I need to speak up and I need to trust what I know. So you would think that after that, like I would just like realize my abilities, but I didn't, I still was kind of in denial. I thought, well, maybe it's just because it was near death, you know, like lots of people have those experiences when they're near death. So I kept ignoring it. And then um, when I had my daughter seven years later, um, we had, um, my ex had a, a car accident, a serious car accident six weeks after she was born mm-hmm. and it changed everything. So he, you know, was, um, seriously injured, couldn't work. Um, I was at home on that leave with, with my daughter and, um, we had a flood in our house. We had like just everything that you could think of that could like go wrong happened to us within a series of like a few months. Wow. And so it was the most stressful time in my life. I was worried we we're going to lose our house. I wasn't working at the time as I was off. And I was thinking like, how are we going to survive? So I ended up looking up meditation classes in my city where I live and just going to drop into one to learn because I wanted to decrease my anxiety because I was really, really struggling. And I walked in. And this place was, I thought it was meditation, like for relaxation, but it ended up being like a development circle. And so when I was there, I sat and I did the meditation and all of a sudden I started seeing spirit, feeling spirit. I was emotional. I was like, all of a sudden it like opened the door, like completely. I, I, I recognized finally, oh, this is what it's about. So the woman who was running this class said to me, I don't know how you've gone this long in your life without recognizing that you're a medium, but you are. So she's like, I think you should keep coming back every week and just explore it, see what happens because you've, you've got disability. And um, so I did. Wow. That's incredible. Do you, do you feel like, um, you know, you, kind of learned about being a medium because maybe you were forced to go through all that to realize it? I do. I think that I wasn't ready, you know, in my life until that point. And then going through some of the trauma and some of the stuff that that happened, um, it opened me up emotionally. You know, I was kind of at my most vulnerable. I was at a point where I just had to surrender. I had nothing else but there was nothing else I could do. I knew that I had to look within myself if I was going to kind of move forward and, and, you know, sort of like push through some of the challenges that we were experiencing. Um, so I think, you know, it happened exactly when it was supposed to. Wow. That's, I mean, that is so incredible yet, of course, so terrifying at the time. And I'm sure, like you said, felt like so much happening all at once, but it really truly shows you like, even when things are crazy in our own lives, like I ask myself that a lot. I'm like, okay, things are really insane right now. What am I supposed to be learning right now? What am I supposed to be taking away from this? What, what is coming from this? Because I feel like no matter what, there is some kind of lesson and it just shows with you, like this puts you on a whole new path and like a whole new purpose. And you're just doing this now all the time. And it's incredible. Yeah. Well, yeah, for me, it was I kept going every week for about 10 months, and I was just proving to myself that it was real. I just wanted to prove that I wasn't crazy and that, like, everything that I was getting was valid, and I just was wanting to kind of do that. But also, it was so healing. It was like, that was the hardest time in my life, 
And yet every Wednesday night, I knew that I was going to leave my house and I was going to get an hour and a half and go and spend it with the spirit world. And it like, it was healing. It's the way that I got through that time in my life, I think, is because I was able to connect with spirit and, and receive that encouragement from them, right? Yeah. And then within, I think, after the 10 months, um, somebody... Yeah, somebody in the class asked me if I would do a reading for one of their one of their family members, and I said sure. So I did that, and then my hairdresser um, asked me if I would do one for her. So I did one for her, and then I guess it just word of mouth because they started telling people, and within about a month, it was full time work. It was like my full time hair. Wow! Wow! Sometimes just, I don't know, I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason, but I feel like you don't always know the reason, like, immediately. No, sometimes you're like, what the hell is going on? It's like I was just saying with her, with, like, her having her whole thing rupture, and then she's in the hospital, and she's in, like, you know, has a brand new baby, and then they have this issue with the house, and, you know, the accident with her husband, like, all these things, and it's like, oh, my God, what is going on? But it's like, look where it brought her to. It's crazy. Yeah, and I do. I believe so much that we are meant to learn from our challenges, and it's true what you were saying, Amanda. Like you don't know sometimes in the moment what could, what the lesson could possibly be. Um, but in retrospect, when you look back, it's like, oh, it all makes perfect sense now. You know why it had to be the way that it was. Um, but I find too, lots of times it's good that you guys have that understanding because lots of times with clients, they'll come, especially if it's a psychic reading, they're wanting to know about their life and their, their future sometimes and things like that. Um, I feel almost like people want to know because they want to try and avoid the challenges, right? They think that if they come see a psychic, they can get some kind of little like hints and, and tricks to kind of like avoid the crappy stuff. And I always think to myself, like, that's, so not the point of of what I do. It's so not what this is about. Nobody's going to leave this life unscathed. Like we're all going to have to go through difficult seasons in our life. Um, but the reading, you know, is meant to empower and meant to give you kind of like insights into how to cope with it. It's you know it's so funny that you say that because I was interviewing Kelsey Knight for Forbes, um, and by the time we post this, the article will have been out for a while. And she was talking and she had like this crazy year where like, you know, she's a correspondent on ET, which is like her dream job. She turned um, her podcast with uh, Becca Tobin and Jack Vanek Lady Gang into a show for E. And then like in the middle of, and she's, oh, and she's renovating her house in the middle of all this in April, she's like a near death car accident. And she, and she saw Wow. And she was like, yeah. And it was just like so nutty because it's like she said, she was saying to me, you know, Becca says God is fair. And it's true. Like no one, no one comes out unscathed. No one has it perfect, like a hundred percent of the time. And it's so funny because someone, someone commented to me too, like how, oh, my Instagram stories, my life is so amazing. And I'm just like, I want to do like a real story of my day. Like me having a nervous breakdown me having, or like me having to email my landlord for the billionth time about or just like, it's like, oh, this is such a highlight reel. Like I know I go to parties and I stay at hotels, but like, oh, this is so not as perfect as it looks. And I hope people don't read Really think that like yeah I'm just I know, I, know what you're I am not yeah. hashtag inspo at, at all um 
But it's true though. It's like I went through a really difficult time two and a half years ago. And it was like, and actually, and I'm like, even though it was the worst time in my life, just like a lot of stuff imploded and a lot of stuff happened. And I remember I had just met Allie a few months. This was like three months right after we met. And I went over to Allie's old house and our husbands were playing golf. And I just sat there all day and cried hysterically. And it was like, I think like that, that time in my life and just like me really needing a good girlfriend and me just like needing to have someone like Allie in my life. I think it brought us closer together. And I think it made us like super close because I had just felt, I just had like a lot of betrayals and just just a lot of stuff that happened that was so stressful in my life. And I'm just like, I need a girl's day. And so it was, and I'm just, and like looking back is from that period of my life, I have learned so much and I think it happened to teach me so many things and to bring me closer to Allie. Cause like we're, you know, we're extremely close friends. We have this podcast together. We have yeah, other we stuff like, we're doing. We're close and, and it's, it's, yeah. And I'm just like, even though that was so hard to go yeah, through, it was so hard to walk through and I yeah. never want to go through that yeah. again. It made me a better person. Like, yeah. Watching you. And like, I've even said this to people like, I have seen you grow from that so much in so many different respects and so many levels. And I'm not just saying that because we're podcasting. Like, it's so true. And I've said that to my husband. I've, I've said it to Brent. Like, I've said it to several people. And it's true. I think you took a lot away from that. And should you have gone through that? No. But no, but, but, but it you did. really learned from it. And you took a really negative situation and made it a positive for yourself in your life. You know, yeah. in that situation, you weren't able to turn right around when you wanted to. And I, I also realized, like, sometimes you can't control everything, you know? That's, and that's, that's like, the big thing. But one thing, it's so funny, because when we were talking, and by the way, I just want to say that, obviously, we're going to have your information in the show notes, but, like, uh, my reading from you is scary accurate. So is mine. Like, I was reading it to Justin last night, and I told you this once, like, my husband really doesn't. You know, he just doesn't. You mean telling it to him, recapping it. Like, I was recapping it, like, telling him everything. Wait, with the lottery numbers? (laughs) No. No, I was just telling him everything. And I was just like, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he like, you know, he believes to a point. And he was just like, he's like, wow, wow, wow. And he was just like, well, because one of the things that came up, Amanda, Mm -hmm. was that there's a baby boy energy around me. Mm-hmm. And Justin has been speaking about a baby boy, obviously before Amelia, but since we had Amelia, he talks about how like, you know, we'll have two if it's like Amelia and a boy, you know, and then you're done. And then, right, and then we're done. And so, and I keep saying to him like, well, then you better manifest that the next one, you know, is a boy. So he's been like speaking into existence without realizing, but then yesterday when Melissa was like, so one of the first things I want to talk to you about is. I see a baby boy energy around you. And I was like, whoa. And I know she said the same thing to me. You said the same thing to me, which is the baby boy thing. And you also said a girl too, which is so weird. You said possibly twins. You're like, no, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I really want just like one little boy. And I, I was an only child and I grew up completely smiling at me. No, but it's true though. I grew up as an only child and like, honestly, at this point in my life, I think like, 
I think I just like will be a one and done unless I have an accident, which also would not surprise me. But like, <laughs> but you also said possibly twins, which oh, sort of fascinates uh, yeah. me. No, I kind yeah. of like the idea because then you're only pregnant. Oh, then, you're done. then you're done. Um yeah. I just want enough money for a surrogate. Um, oh god. <laughs> No, I feel very, no, I'm not even kidding. Like if I had, if I could afford one in the U.S., I mean, there, you can get foreign ones very inexpensively, but I'm not really comfortable with someone not being um, local to me. Um, yeah. yeah. I would love to, good, like pregnancy, someone else's problem. You can pay your way out of it. And I know people say it's a beautiful time in your life, but it doesn't have to be a beautiful time in my life. <laughs> Well, you know, you have that free will, you have that choice. So I think, yeah, you need to do what's good for you, right? What's best for you. It's it's true though. Um yeah. it's so funny. Like, no, you were just so accurate and I just felt really reassured by everything that you said. Because I think that like a lot of people will go into readings and be like almost scared, like, oh my God, what is this yeah. person gonna yeah. tell me? And honestly, yeah. I felt really comfortable afterwards. I'm like, okay. Okay. Like my, because I really try to trust my own intuition, which I've made the mistake of not doing many times. Or I'm like, no, not everything can go wrong with everything. And then like, it, it sounds so stupid, but like, I'll have that with like people I'm like doing business with messing something up. Like, I'm like, I don't think this person is going to do this properly. And like nine out of 10 times I'm right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think that we are taught in, in life, you know, to actually not trust our intuition. We're we're taught to um, trust what we can see and what we can quantify and what we can touch. But really the intuition is innate. It's there, you know, we all have it. And, you know, some people it's more developed than others. You two are both very sensitive and very empathic and very intuitive. So it doesn't surprise me that you would both have these feelings, gut gut instinct, um, just have a knowingness. And, you know, the trick is sometimes you might get the feeling, but not know exactly what it means or not know exactly how to interpret it all the time. You know, that's where it becomes something like the more you trust and the more you use the the intuitive muscle um the more developed it gets and then you can learn to really trust it more you know so it's the kind of thing that you kind of have to exercise it um and then you can start to build you know that kind of um that trust within it you know and I would say that the times that I've looked like when I look back on the times that I didn't trust my intuition um it's totally like times when it's like wow I I really went against myself you know I really went against my better judgment and logical people find it very difficult so I'm certainly not a logical thinker so for me you know I I do find it easier to trust my intuition um I trust my emotion I trust what I feel when I meet someone when I you know even just hearing their voice see a picture and I used to think I was judgmental. I used to think, oh, my God, like, how can I make such a snap judgment on somebody? But now I recognize that it isn't judgmental. It just is the truth. That's just I'm having like a reaction because there's something in that person's energy that isn't quite right to me. Right. Yeah. No, it's you know what? It, that's I actually think that is logical, though. I have the same problem. Actually, I have the same sort of thing, which is that yeah. like. Yeah. 
I will get a feeling that someone, like I said, when someone will do something wrong. And you know what? Like now I'm at the point in my life where I'm just like, it's like I have to trust that instinct because in general, logically, people just don't do what they're supposed to do. Right. You know, it's just like, like I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to assume someone is going to do the wrong thing and I'm going to set myself up for them not to. And I know that sounds like really negative, but it's, it's not, it's, it's just, and then I'll be pleasantly, you know, surprised. Like, I know this is so stupid, but like anything customer service related always goes wrong to me. Like, like I'm just that kind of person who like, people are like, wow, I'm, we're so sorry you had that experience. I'm like, no, no one knows what they're supposed to do. So, and my husband's like, you're negative. I'm like, I'm not, I just, the universe has proven to me that people don't do things correctly. So I have to prepare myself so I cannot feel stressed out and upset when I'm disappointed. Right. Well, I think too, I mean, it, it becomes after a while, after you've had that experience over and exhausting. over, it's exhausting. And then you start to almost, it becomes almost like um, an energetic pattern. You know what I mean? Yes. So you've experienced it. So then you expect it. And then it's almost like manifested. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Cause it's kind of like, you don't want to have that disappointment, but I also think that um, part of your may perhaps maybe part of your um, lesson in this life has to do a little bit with um, patience and to do with I'm not, not controlling you know what I mean like because I think that lots of us I know for myself too when I'm anxious I try to control it like I try to control my environment my situation I try to do everything I can to like make sure that I'm not going to be putting myself in a situation where I'm going to be like hurt or whatever and what I learned through this work and the spirit, it's like they're saying to me all the time, like, first of all, we need to have patience and recognize that, like, everybody else is working from their level of consciousness, you know, so nobody's out there trying to do us wrong, right? It's a matter of, like, you know, everyone's experiencing their own lessons at the same time, right, in different ways. But also that we we don't, we don't have control over much. So um, I kind of get that feeling of like wanting to kind of just like prepare yourself for the worst just in case. Um, but in some, in some ways, what I re- realized with myself is that I was almost creating like self-fulfilling prophecy when I would do that. So I don't know, it's a tricky one. I totally get it. I know what you're saying, but it is a tricky one energetically when you start expecting the worst, right? It's, it, it is. It, it's, it's a tricky balance. And I just think that it's yeah. like, you just can't win. Well, yeah. And I was going to yeah. say, like, I agree with the patience lesson because I feel like I got more, you know, uh, in tune with my intuition and yeah. with patience and all mm-hmm. that when this little one came around because it was like, even during my pregnancy, because it was like, I had to start trusting what I was feeling when I was pregnant and I had to start really like not only advocating for myself, but like really figuring out like who I trusted to be around, what energies I wanted around me, client-wise, friend-wise, like all these things. And then when she was born, like dealing with all these different things and the patients that came with that and then going through a C-section and all these things. And I think about how crazy and traumatic my birth was. And I, you know, I get really upset about it and I get really angry about it. And I think to myself, okay, there must've been a lesson that I was supposed to get out of this. Like there was something that came behind it. And I really think a part of it is patience. And it's something I'm still learning like every day. Like I was telling you yesterday when we were on a reading, like Amelia is teaching me minute by minute how to not only be a really good mom, but 
how to be good to myself and how to manage like when things don't go the way I want them to, to just handle it and not try to control everything and not be anxious about everything. And, and it's been a, a challenge, like a major challenge. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I said motherhood in itself is such an awakening still and <laughs> our, our spiritual selves really and we you know we have this opportunity to get closer to our own soul when we're you know giving birth and pregnant and giving birth and then we have these children and you know kids especially babies they really do show us what's important and it makes it really clear what what we value and maybe what we used to value and now what we value in, in this moment. And it's, it's generally, you know, this thing about time that we start to recognize, they almost slow us down. We have to. They're so, they're so really either way in the moment. So it's such a blessing to have that. And I think that teacher to you in many ways, just like you'll be a teacher to her. Absolutely. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. And you told me on my reading that, in another life, she was my mom. That's so weird. Yeah, anyway. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But you know what? Funny too with you two, you Amanda and Allie. You guys were, um, I believe, that you've been friends before in previous lifetimes, and actually sisters before. And so the energy of like you two together is very natural, and it's very, um, it's very, it's a close soul bond. And I think that finding each other in this life was no accident it was no coincidence I think that it was like your souls really already had this planned out you know a long time ago that you would yeah. reunite and then you would do something powerful together in this life so it's really oh cool God, that you guys yeah, like, wow. oh. made jokes that we like have bonded through the room and through this and yeah that. because like, my so Allie grew up like near the outlet mall where my mom used to take me like when she was like since I was like a baby like probably when she was pregnant she would go there and so like a lot of my childhood because it was like an hour from New York and like 45 minutes from my parents summer house like I had spent and you worked there as well so I've spent like a weird amount of time over the years at that place so it is very likely I mean it's not like my husband and I, who didn't know each other and grew up a few blocks away. But it's really not unlikely that at some point we crossed paths. So I'm very like, like when you told me that you used to work there, I'm like, shut up. And then we figured out we went to the same camp. Oh, yeah, we did go to the same, but not at the same time, I don't think. We went to the same camp. Oh, wow. So we have found, so it's really- No, Balabay. Oh, that's right, Balabay. It's so interesting you say that because like we had these conversations. Where it's just stuff that's, like, very, that's, like, I don't want to say it's weird, but it's, like, it's sort of, you know, unlikely that, like, you meet someone, especially because we're in a totally different city. Yeah, well, and also, at the event, we were, like, just kind of connecting, just kind of for work. It was, like, oh, you're a blogger writer. I'm a personality and stylist. Yeah. We went to lunch just to kind of hang and just like. And by the way, no one makes plans for like lunch and then like doesn't reschedule it forty times. Yeah, exactly. So we know, like, and we actually looked that up what like, yeah. said, and we just like clicked, and it—it's it, true. So what you said, like, it was just natural. Like I, I, I said that to Justin when I got home. I was like, 
I think I met like a really good friend in just one lunch. He was like, what? He was like, you don't usually like anybody. <laughs> and I was like, no, but like, there's just something about her. And we're so opposite, but I feel that energy all the time with her. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Well, we're opposite, but not like in everything. I don't no, know. But I'm just you know, it's, we have the, we have a very similar work ethic. And, and the I think yeah. yeah. And the same morals. So like, I would say that like, it's, I meet very few people with my work ethic. Like, yeah, yeah. there's like where we're both like insane. And we also like pick up where the other person leaves off. Like, always. always. Like, and in weird ways, like we do share a brain. Like, (laughs) you know, like I'll be thinking of a question and you're like, I was just going to ask that, or you'll say something. I was like, I'm literally about to do that. And it's, it's kind of weird because I don't Oh, even though I have a lot of girlfriends, if I had to generalize, I don't really connect with other women. And I know that sounds weird. And I know it sounds weird that I have a podcast that women listen to, but my personality is like, not, it's like, I, I do look girly, but I've never really had a very feminine personality. And it's, it's kind of to my detriment. Um, well, no one I think I it is. Don't I don't- yeah, I don't think it's so much that you just don't like connect with women in general. I think what it is is that you're no like bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you're very much you see is what you said. This is like you can see through people's um you can see their intentions. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that is tricky. And I get it because I have the same thing. Well, you know, obviously, but it's like I I can't it, when you're not fooled by by someone's um, what their facade, you know, if you're not fooled by the fakeness, then it becomes really difficult. You're the kind of person that needs to be able to respect the person that you're friends with, you know what I mean? And to some people, that's not as important, but I think when you are intuitive and open and you get it and you're just like real, you need that in a, in a friend, you need that in a work you know, in a partner, in a, in a marriage, you need your people in your life to be authentic and real. Same thing for you, Allie. So you guys will like really appreciate each other because it's honest and it's true. And I think that friends like that are quite rare actually these days anyway. We get it all the time. It's so true. It is rare. And it's, and and it's special and it's something that as you get older, you realize how How much you need need it. Yes. Yes. You know, have someone that like has seen you at your best, seen you at your worst, loves you, supports you, has your back. Um, and I think it's important to have that, especially in the industry that you guys are in. I would say that it's pretty intense at times. It's pretty cutthroat. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's no, you know what it yeah. is. Yeah, it's but you know we're not toxic with each other at all. No, no. And we and we also, by the way, don't always agree on everything, but we always respect each other's opinions, and that's. that's huge way more important than agreeing with someone yeah I agree yeah and it's it's hard it's hard by the way I'm looking at the baby and she has food all over <laughs> her face covered. she's so happy right now she's covered in black beans how does that not give her gas it's because it's um, organically like made and it's not like oh because I'm like I feel like if baby has poo poo problems <laughs> beans maybe not like yeah. ideal she she really loved this is hilarious like she's just it Why looked, I leave her naked I'm like was I give you a vision she's like in her high chair next to me yeah like, with just hungry. food everywhere with just food everywhere uh, like, purple and she's covered like lips eyes head hands my hand 
like practically in her eye. I like these the silicone um bib because I feel oh, like yeah. it's easier to clean than yeah, like balls in the bottom there, like it catches, and then it's easier to clean because let me tell you, I have ruined so many nice cloth ones that I'm like, those are for drool now, and now this is for food. That's <laughs> so funny. That's so. <laughs> I know. I know. I remember uh, those days. <laughs> but it's so funny. So one thing that I wanted to ask you too was like. Yeah. How do people listening to this, because I think manifestation is really important. And I want to know what are tips for, because I was saying, um, actually, I haven't told this story yet, so I'm going to tell it. Um, Because on the, not on the last one, but on the podcast with Kate Scudder, um, I talk about how I manifested a parking spot. And the other day, and like my last big manifestation thing was crystals. So I was thinking the other day, I didn't tell you the story, that I'm like, I really need a citrine and a smoky quartz in particular. That's funny. She recently yesterday and actually just told me that I need a black tourmaline. Tourmaline? Black tourmaline? Black tourmaline, right? Is that what you told me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the one that's like very dark and breaks, right? Okay, I have one. It broke. Oh, really? A she little said, one, she yeah. She said I need it next to my bed because I am, like, going to sleep. I have it next to my I have one next to my bed. Oh, she said I go to sleep and my dream, and she's right. She's like, your dreams are crazy and all over the place, and you don't actually sleep because you're running rampant, and you're, like, in another world, and you wake up, and you're exhausted. And I was like, no, exactly. And I was like, I keep wondering why I'm exhausted because Amelia's actually sleeping, so I'm not waking up for her. And I wake up more tired than I was when I was waking up nursing her, and she was like, it's because – your dreams are so intense. You're almost like leaving your body. And she's like, you need that stone next to you to keep you in your physical body to stay present. Isn't that crazy? That's so funny because I've stopped having knock on wood, like bad dreams since I've had that like yeah. next to my bed. Um, and I, I just had like a good. small one that's like broken. It like wow. got chipped a little bit. I guess I dropped it. Things happened. Yeah. But it's weird. So, like, I was thinking, like, I really need a citrine and a smoky quartz, like large ones, like not like pocket size ones, but like slightly yeah. larger ones. So th- that was like over the weekend. So then on Monday, I get this email from a publicist offering me this like abundance manifestation kit from a new client of hers that had um, malachite and a smoky quartz and a citrine. Not only that, I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect. She didn't know I was into crystals at all. She didn't know that that was something that interested me. She just, it was like a new client. And I'm like, oh my God, please. I'd love to have it. She's like, you'll have it today or tomorrow. I'm like today, huh? And someone just like brought it to my door like a few hours later. So I was like, how crazy is it? Is it like I and apparently I needed a malachite as well. I think that a green malachite, is that what it's called? Yep, yep. And that one's a pretty powerful stone as well, especially for um invoking change. You know what I mean? So when you're kind of going through a transformation, that malachite will really um help you to bring things up to the surface to be released and to be let go of. Yeah, it was wait, that and I was also thinking, I'm not even kidding, I wasn't even trying to manifest it randomly. I needed sage. And there was yeah. seeds in this kit. And you had told me, oh, you should burn a white candle. The kit, white candle. Wow. That I got <laughs> like the day before. And so it's yeah. very, it's very weird, but I'm like, okay, the obviously the universe really wanted me to have these these things. Um yeah. and I need that now my husband has been carrying around the citrine because I feel like he needs it more than I do. So I need to go get another yeah. one. But I'm going to take yeah. it from him this weekend. Um, and, and, uh, 
not like when you're done, I mean, I was gonna say, I want, mm -hmm. um, I want Melissa to talk about like all the different crystals, like why you do want the different ones and like what they serve for you. Yeah, I, I was gonna say, I mean, like, it's just like really amazing. Now I really need to manifest a book deal and a TV show. And this is not okay. as easy. <laughs> but how well, can people um, learn to manifest? Okay, so it's not as hard as people think. I think that it really comes down to getting clear about what you intend and what you want. And that's the part where people struggle sometimes because sometimes people are like frustrated with life and they don't like the way things are going. But I ask them, have you daydreamed? Have you given yourself a chance to dream about what ideally what you do want? And half the time people don't even know what they want, you know? So I would say the starting point is giving yourself permission to dream and just think up the most beautiful, amazing situation for yourself, your ideal work life, your ideal partner, your ideal marriage, your ideal, um, you know, uh, even, you know, to do with your, your home, your ideal place to live. I mean, all areas of your life and, and write it down, you know, really put it into a letter to the universe. I always say a letter to God, but I realize it's not everyone's belief. So letter to the universe or God, and just say, like, I humbly ask for this, 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 and this, you know, and it's, it's lots of times people feel guilty for asking for what they want. And I would say you have to do it without guilt. You have to recognize that the universe, it doesn't matter to the universe, whether it's a small thing or a huge thing, it, it's all the same. It's energy. So, you know, be bold, ask for the things that you truly want. You want to be specific enough so that the universe knows what to, what to, you know, bring you. It's kind of like replacing your order in a restaurant, right? But you also want to leave room for the universe to bring you something that's even better than you could imagine. So um, what, I, what I always say is, you know, write the letter, get very clear on what you want, ask for what you want. And then at the end, just write this or something better. And so that way you're leaving a room. I love that. For, yeah, so there could be, it's not limited that way, right? Then it's open. And sometimes we think we know what's best and we think we know the ultimate and we don't. There's something even better in store. Um, I've done it with um, clients where they've, they've written the letter and they, it's all about their soulmate. You know, they want their soulmate. And they write, I, I say, focus on the emotion of it, not just the characteristics, but like, how do you want to feel in this soulmate relationship? How do you want to feel in your life? Um, what does that feel like? And, and make sure you include that, you know, in, in the letter. Um, I would say then I suggest putting the letter under your pillow and putting some crystals in there to kind of charge it. So I would put like, a, I would use a citrine because that's for abundance. I would use a rose quartz because that's going to bring love and, and it's got a beautiful high vibration. Um, you could also put a celestite um, crystal, which is like a beautiful light sparkly blue um, crystal that's, that's very much um, bringing in the angelic support, you know, angelic energy. And then whatever else you feel, you know, whatever else you feel connected to or what you feel um, inspired to put under, you know, put in there. And then um, what I did, what I've done in the past is I've, um, then spent time every day, I'll light a candle, usually a white candle or a pink candle, anything sort of in that sort of, uh, just in a, a way to kind of make it sort of ceremonial. And I would just sit for five or 10 minutes and I would practice. It sounds crazy. It sounds weird, but I would practice feeling the emotion 
that I wanted to feel as if all of those things had already happened. So regardless of my situation, you know, it's like worst time in my life, you know, but I would sit for those 10 minutes or whatever and just practice feeling happy and practice feeling like overjoyed by and, and visualizing myself in that perfect relationship, visualizing myself in the, in the space I wanted to be in, in my, you know, in a home that I wanted or um, in, uh, you know, on a, on a trip that I wanted to take, you know, seeing myself there, visualizing it and feeling it and just putting that energy out into the universe. And then the other part that's really, really easy to do, and it, it makes a huge difference, is uh, writing and speaking of your gratitude. And I mean, I know gratitude journaling is like, you know, it's been around forever and people have talked about it and it's overdone sometimes. But I believe that if you focus on what's going right and what is what you are truly grateful for, even if it's a tiny little moment, you know, even if you're walking down the street and a dog comes up to you and, and, you know, you give it a little pet and you have like a little moment with this, with a cute dog, I would add that to your list. It's a moment in, in your day that you feel blessed by, you know, and the more you recognize those moments and you say, thank you for them. The I more love the universe dogs. Right. You know, and so it's like the, then then you start to create your vibration that's higher, and then you're living in this different this different vibration that opens the door for more good stuff to come in. And you know, it doesn't mean that we don't have difficulties. You know, it just means that every day you're going to make a conscious choice to focus on the good. You know, you don't ignore the problems. Obviously, we have to be mindful. We have to you know, not everything is going to be sunshine and roses every day, but it's what you choose to focus on, you know, and I think if you can discipline your mind to focus on what's good, then you can start to, you know, really manifest the the good stuff. Um, I would also say use music, you know, like uplift yourself with inspiring music. That's a good way to kind of um, get yourself into that vibration of, of uh, like a high vibration. Um the other thing is you can um, definitely do, uh, you can do the, the, um, the letter, but you can also do little goal books. You can, you can get like a little journal or something and you can write in it and put pictures, you know, almost like a little vision board, but put it in a little booklet. And then with the book, you could refer to it every day and just read it, look at the pictures, use it as a kind of way to anchor yourself in, in you know, creating that ideal kind of life. It's, it's, the visual and the feeling that are, those are very important aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. And I love that. And I love the whole thing you said about writing because I've been doing that more and more, like since I spoke to you and also just in general, like trying to tell myself to write things down as I think of them, as I feel them, as I, you know, want certain things and I'm trying to manifest certain things. And I feel like what you said, like with the manifesting, like I have struggled with that. Especially with not being able to quiet my mind or being, you know, just kind of all over the place. And I had to really like hone in and be like, okay, no, what do you want in the future? Like, what are you trying to work towards? What is important? What isn't? And like, try to do those things. And I've also been doing a lot more of the gratitude, like you said. And yesterday, my husband, that was a perfect example, like he came home and he's frustrated with things work. And he said to me, he's like, how come I don't get any signs? How come I don't feel like anything's ever around me? And I said, I love you, but you're not open to it. Like, you're just yeah. not. You don't realize yeah. it. But and he's like, well, how do you be open to it? And I'm like, well, there's your answer. Like, you're just not open to it. Like, you have to be willing to, you know, 
realize that you, like you said, even for these readings, like to let them come in and not just kind of stifle everything down. And my husband being the Capricorn that he is like so true to like everything grounding, everything is everything that he has a very hard time with all that. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, you know, with, especially with the um, manifesting, it's not something that we can, we can really prove that it was manifestation that did it, but you will know because you'll feel it, you know, like I, I've done it before with, um, when I was, okay. So when my son was, was like 18 months, um, I split with my ex and I was a single mom on my own. I was working like, I mean, I think I was gone 12 hours a day. Like it was crazy. And he was the first kid at daycare, last kid picked up. I felt like I couldn't make enough money to support us. It was like just crazy stressful. And I remember thinking to myself, I just need to make this much money, you know, and I think then I'd be okay. Then I could cover my bills and I'd feel comfortable and I wouldn't be living in terror every day, you know, that like, I'm not going to make it and be, you know, provide for my son. And so I am, I remember this friend of mine who he was kind of like, he's one of those friends that like been friends forever, but you don't see him that often. And he would just kind of come into my life for a bit and then he'd be gone. Like he's kind of like, um, a free spirit you know it was kind of like he was in and out of everyone's life anyway he showed up at my house one day and he brought the movie the secret with him and he's like have you seen it and i'm like no and he's like okay we're gonna watch it i'm like okay so we watch I, I like the and, secret i love i mean I, the yeah, movie is boring but i like the idea I, yeah no i was like in so enthralled like i was just like i i was so into it so I thought to myself, okay, nothing is going right at this point in my life. I have nothing to lose. Like I had, didn't have a good relationship. Uh, I felt like I was struggling financially. I felt guilty. I needed to lose weight. Like there were just so many things that I needed to do. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try it. And if I try something, I do it like all or nothing, right? So I immersed myself in it. I did everything that I just kind of told you guys. And um, I wrote down on my list to the universe, that number, that magic number that I was like, okay, if I can make this much money, then that would be, you know, that would be it. And I think I put it as an hourly wage or whatever. Cause at the time I was doing like, um, uh, office, like admin work. And anyways, um, I kept, I kept doing what I did. I asked it, you ask the universe once, you know, you don't keep asking because if you keep asking for the same thing, it's almost like you're not trusting the universe, right? So you ask for it once and then you trust and you just like believe that it's coming to you. So within, I think it was like two months, I got um, a meeting with my boss at the time and he was like, I want to talk to you about your, your, your wage. And I was like, okay. So we sat down and he proposed this salary and a certain amount of money per year. And I was like, okay, this is awesome. And then when I went home to try and like figure out what it worked out to hourly, it was exactly to the penny, the hourly wage that I had put down on my list that I put to the universe. That's crazy. That is, like, yeah. So I, and I was like, with that, okay, like, when you say only ask once, so when you're manifesting, do you not, Think about it. I, th- I think about things like a like hundred times. Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Like, how do you? How would you explain how you're doing it? Yeah, think about it and visualize it and feel it and act as if you already have it. But don't keep asking. Like, please, 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 the universe, bring me this. And the next day, please bring me this. Like, it's almost like you just put in that letter. That letter is sacred. It's like you put it in once. That's your order. And then after that, you just practice 
um, the emotion of it and, and allow yourself to, you still think about it, but you're not like begging for it. Do you know what I mean? Cause that desperate energy, it's almost like, you know, when you're single and you're in some point in your life where you're just like, you're looking and you're just like almost desperate to find love. Totally. And then that's what you get all the like losers and you get all these situations. Yeah, and then you like, just, like, oh, yeah. And then you let go and you're like, yeah. I'm not dating anymore. It's it. <laughs> Yeah. And then when you're, when you're kind of like in your like zone and like loving yourself and having fun and just like, don't care. And you're not even looking. That's when you find the most amazing person. It's, it's energy. It's the same thing with manifesting. If you're desperate and you're focusing on what you don't have, that is what you are going to continue to manifest. But if you are like happy in your circumstances, regardless, even if it's not perfect, you know, so sometimes I would say in my, um, in my um, gratitude, I'd be like, thank you in advance for this. You know what I mean? And even though like I hadn't received it yet, I would still say like, thank you. I would already be thankful for it. Or, you know, you know, it's almost like even though things are not perfect right now, I'm thankful for this, this, and this. And so it just kind of changes that vibration from desperation to kind of like this knowingness that you're connected to the universe and you know that you're going to receive what you asked for. Right. No, and I, I love that you said that and you really like it was beautifully said because it's so true like when you're dating. Like I remember, oh my God, like the guys that I would come toward, they'd be like, oh my God, do I literally have loser written on my forehead? Like it was just like every guy was just a shit show and it was one after another. And then I finally was like, that's it. I give up. I'm swearing off men. Like I am not even trying to date. Like it's just not even happening. Like no way. And that was when I met my husband. And I remember like Justin tried so hard for my attention and I was so sworn off that like I wasn't even giving him the time of day and I was really making him work for it. And then finally he was like, listen, I don't know what your deal is, but like, I really like you. And like, I really see something in you and I want this to go somewhere. And I finally was like, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to like feel something again. But like that really makes sense. And it like clicks in my head more now for other things, because I think in my mind, I'm just like, okay, when you manifest, you think about it, think about it, think about it, talk about it, talk about it. And then it's like, you know, ask, ask, ask. And I wasn't really realizing that it's similar to like what you're saying. Yes. hundred percent. And it's like that with any area in life, you know, the more, um, the more the energy is desperate, the least likely it is to kind of like turn out the way that you want it. So you really always have to stay in your power, like recognize that like, even if things aren't going the way that you want them to, you can be happy in any circumstance if you choose to be, you know, it's all about like what you choose for, you know, how you choose to feel. And, you know, people, sometimes clients will say to me, it's not a choice. Like, I feel what I feel. I can't help it. And I would, I would gently, you know, just kind of ask people to think about it that, yeah, of course, you're going to feel what you're going to feel, but you get to choose what you give your energy to, you know, so you could feel like crap about something, but you could also choose to empower yourself. And, you know, it's not easy by any means. I mean, we're all human. Like it, it does, sometimes it's very difficult to find five or 10 things that you're grateful for because you might be having like an awful day. Um, but, but I think that, you know, the more you, the more you give yourself the opportunity to decompress, to sit by yourself in silence for five minutes, just breathe, 
feel connected to yourself again, feel connected to your angels, your guides, your loved ones, that in itself will kind of like give you that replenishment in your energy. It'll kind of fill you up again. And so then you can kind of go into your, you know, continue on with your day, your life and feel, I don't know, maybe more connected, like you're not alone, you know, because you really aren't. Right. No, I believe that. And I mean, I, you know, when we talked about my reading yesterday, like I was telling my husband how, even from you telling me that everything going on with my postpartum depression and how I've been up and down. And when you were saying to me that I have so many angels around me and how Patrick, my brother's best friend who passed is there for me during it. And I said to my husband, I was like, it made me feel like so much more not alone where like last night when I was starting to like go through it, like I, reminded myself that I had all that support, not just in my friends and family here, but that I had like angels and guides and spirits there for me. It was, it was very comforting. It is. I think it is. And we forget, you know, we forget sometimes that we can lean on the unseen world, you know, and it's, it's something that what spirit says to me oftentimes is that it's hard for me to, to lean on human people because I find that I try to do everything myself. And I think that I'm just like, you know, I, I don't depend on anybody else. I like to just be like independent. And um, they've said to me so many times, okay, if you're not willing to ask for help in your human life, will you please remember that we're here and you can lean on us? You know what I mean? Like, please, oh, can you, yeah. can you just reach out? Like, because we want, you know, they're in the other world, but they, they do, they want to help us. They can't solve our problems for us, of course, but they can definitely send love and support and comfort and really just kind of, uh, you know, be with us in a way that's so, it's just a beautiful thing. You know, it's, they're really truly like our friends that we just, we don't see them necessarily, but they're, they're it's a, still a relationship. It's still a friendship. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's so true. Um, when you do readings for people, and obviously everyone's different, but do you feel like you always have? a spirit come through or is it just kind of however things play out or how do you well I find most people seek me out for the mediumship you know they they know that I'm a medium and they want to talk to spirit but I wouldn't say that spirit comes through every single time there's sometimes when they might think they're coming because they want to talk to see if there's somebody in spirit but really their life is like in chaos and turmoil and what's needed is some guidance around uh, their relationship or some guidance around their health or something to do with their work. You know, it's like, it's really, I try to operate from whatever's needed the most. That's what I want to tune into. And that's what I want it to be. So I try to ask people to not have too much of a, a rigid sense of what they want. You know, just, it's okay to sort of have an idea. Oh yes. I'd like to connect with spirit or I want to, look at my past lives or I want to look at you know psychic reading or whatever but just to be open to whatever comes because I really believe that people receive exactly what they need no I get that no I I get that but it's it's weird though because sometimes I'm just like hey universe like could you uh, let me know why all of this is happening and sometimes I understand it and sometimes I just don't it's right. weird. And, you know, like I said, sometimes I understand things later, but there are times when I've just been like, okay, why is this every, like, I know this is so stupid, but like when I fractured my spine this summer and I, I had like really the worst summer of my life. And then like, 
it was like a lot of big things, a lot of little things. And then it all sort of came to literally came to an end when my car was destroyed in my building where we have a security guard um, who I then yelled at drunkenly, who hates me now, but it's okay. She's useless. Um, right. the, point, the point is like, just there are times when it's like, why is the universe so all or nothing? Like, I feel like it's like when things are going really well and one crummy thing happens, you're like, okay, I can deal. But when it's like a thousand things or like a thousand little things, you know, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I start to lose my mind. Yes. Well, you know what happens is that it's almost like this momentum. So you know how sometimes you wake up in the morning and you like stub your toe and then you fall out of bed and then you like spill something on you and like it just Mm -hmm. tends to like snowball? Yes. With amazing things and positive things. Um, So um, it's like, uh, it's uh, it's a different, it's sort of like, depending on which momentum in, in which sort of energy you're in, um, that's what's going to kind of, um, that's what's going to kind of keep, you know, snowballing. So the trick is to kind of, when you're in a positive momentum and a positive flow, to keep it going with the gratitude, you know, and keep it going with um, uh, just like staying in that positive vibration. Um, and then when things are really in a negative flow and you find that it's just like, you know, that snowballing, that's when you would have to take charge, take control, um, come back into that space of um, changing your vibration and, and doing it purposefully. So um, I always like to keep like um, some quotes and things that are particularly inspiring. I kind of keep them in a, in my phone or I'll, you know, print them out and keep them like in a, in a little journal or something that I can go to very easily. Um, I'll put pictures that I love of my kids or, you know, memories that are happy or places that I visited that I love, keep them in like almost like a little file where I can just like open it up. It's like a joyful thing for me to just raise my vibration. Um, or something that's funny, you know what I mean? Like if there's a part in a movie that's like hilarious, makes you laugh or whatever, like listen to that, watch that. Um, and, and you can try and kind of change that pattern by like doing those things, you know, um, cleansing yourself, using the dried sage, smudging yourself, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so I think that it's, it's, it's true. You will, you can get into either a positive or negative flow. And it seems to me that both are quite intense at times. Um, but there is a way to kind of, you have to sort of learn to get yourself out of that negative momentum if you can no, I know. It's, it's you know, one thing, though, that I sort of wonder, too, you know, people say, like, go with the universe, but I'm also uh, kind of the person that I don't like to take no for an answer, and I don't like right. to let other people, like, determine things, like, say no to, to what I want, and, right. you know, that's something that's, like, really hard for me. It's, like, Allie and I, so, like, I've had, like, a lot of weird drama in my apartment building but I love my apartment and I like the building. I do not like the people there. I do not like the management company right now, but I'm like, but something about that space feels really right to me. And I don't want to leave it because something where Allie is like, break your lease and get the hell out. Like I had a neighbor's dog attack my dog and just like stuff that like has actually gone beyond annoying life stuff to like a, okay, seriously, like what the hell is going on? 
But right. when you know when you should fight the universe and when you're just like, no, this is mine. Uh-uh, you're not getting in my space. How do you know when to make that call if that makes any sense? And that could be for a job, for anyone, for anything where you're like, there's good and there's bad, but I don't want to change anything. Right. Well, I think that it has to do with recognizing you have free will, you know, so you can change, you can decide, you can make the choice for you. Um, you know, there's no, there's no law saying that like you have to, um, you have to conform. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can totally, you can make that choice. But I think that when you're looking at manifesting, um, it's kind of like, you'll manifest the things that you're asking for, but they also have to be in, in alignment with your life purpose and your life path, you know? So there's certain things that you might ask for and, and you might do everything right. But if you're, if it's something that's way beyond what's in your sort of life plan, you're kind no, of, I mean, um, I'm not trying to manifest being president of the United States, yeah, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I am trying to manifest a peaceful home. Yeah. I think that you can, I think that you have the, the ability to do that. I don't think you have to leave to get it. I think that you can, you can, with your own intention and your own energy, you can, you can change that, that vibration. I think you can stay and you can make it what you want. And I mean, one thing I would suggest is if there's drama and a bit of negativity or a lot of negativity going on in, in your building, I would just, whenever you think of it, instead of allowing it to creep into your thoughts and give you anxiety, I would imagine the building itself surrounded in like a beautiful sparkling white light. Mm -hmm. And I would just think about sending love and sending positive energy to the whole building, to everybody in the building, to the animals in the building, and just like focus on that, even if it's for two minutes a day. Um, you'd be surprised. Not a meditation. <laughs> Yeah, what you could do with that, with, with that energy, you know, and that positive intention. Um, I think you can do it. So I would, no, but I would that's try like it. genuinely and, the way, the way I feel. Like, I do feel like I want it to be positive, even though I, yeah. those poodles would all run away and find better homes. Um, but it, I don't know. It's like one of those weird things where I'm like, I don't want to let something else, like an external source, fuck up my energy I'd rather fuck up my own energy if that makes any yeah. sense no I totally hear you I totally hear you and I think that's powerful you know that you're claiming claiming your power like you're not going to let yourself be influenced by outside circumstance you're going to change your vibration and and hopefully you know create a positive vibration within that space so I I think you should I think you should be sort of like um uh, in your power about it, you know, and just, and just, and see what you can experiment with to, to change the vibration. That's like no, that I, I like that too. I don't know. It's just like, there's this part of me, like my intuition is don't leave. My intuition mm -hmm. is yeah. my intuition is it won't be better someplace else. Like there's something about yep. this space that is entirely, it's faces South, which I like, because I grew up in a southern facing apartment. It had like yeah. it's, I don't know, it's so weird, but there's something vibrationally about the space itself that feels really at home to me. And like I was saying to my psychic reading, I've sort of feel feel a little bit, you know, I felt upset since my parents sold the place where I grew up. And it this sort of feels like home to me 
Not as much yeah. as that did, but nothing will feel until I buy my own house. Nothing will feel like home the way that place felt. Right. So I don't, I don't have that expectation. But you but, always right. I love my apartment. So it's weird. I'm just like, no, nothing's going to be as good. And like, the thing is this, there's negativity. I mean, I hate to sound negative, but there's negativity everywhere. There is nothing that is perfect. That's right. And, you know, I like that, what you said that, you know, it's just, if you, if you do leave, it's going to be in the next place. It's true. If we run away from our lessons, it's just going to be the same thing with relationships. You know, we sometimes end one because, you know, there's some kind of issue and then guaranteed if you were supposed to learn that lesson and you, and you walk away, you'll just have to learn it in the next relationship. This is the same thing with the next apartment and the next job. And you know what I mean? So it's like, we cannot outrun the things that we're meant to, we're meant to overcome, you know? So I think this is definitely one of those things that you can, you can definitely overcome it. I'm, I'm a really big believer in making the best with what you have. Like, I think yes. that is for everyone. One of the most important things is that like, and then also no one has it perfect. Never. That's um, right. Like you could have, I always, I mean, like I've said this to my husband, I'm like, it doesn't matter what's going on. You know, if you want a $5 million house, there's still going to be something wrong with it, that it's not a $10 million house or, you know, you know, you want the dream job. I promise like anyone who has a dream job will insist like something about it is not perfect. And there is something about it. They wish they could change. That's right. Yeah, it's true. And if you can be happy with what you have already, that's a surefire way to actually get more of the things that you want. It, it just, it just is, you know. So that feeling of lack and wanting, it really is counterproductive. But you know, when you're satisfied and truly grateful, like truly, like look at the blessings that you already have, um, you're setting yourself up for for more. You know, more of the same, more of that stuff that you can feel really grateful about it it is the law of attraction at work you know yeah absolutely it's so true and I mean it's so powerful like the way you speak about it because yeah you make it seem like not that it's not simple but you make it seem like just it's so, doable yeah it's doable it's so simple and in such a beautiful way and I think that's very inspiring not just for Amanda and I but for our listeners because we all go through things and we all have hardships and we all have things that we... No one yeah. has it perfect. Yeah. Eh, maybe one. But yeah. As I've, you know, read so many, so many people, I start to realize that we all do, like it's universal. You know, I've read for people all walks of life um, and all different types of people. And we all, you know, we're in this together. I think that it's, it's a time in history where we're really starting to awaken to something bigger, you know, and something greater. And that, you know, we have more, we have more potential than we think we do. And it's about harnessing that energy using, you know, the natural um, abilities that we have to connect to uh, energy and to connect to something greater than ourselves. And um, one of the things I love to do too is in uh, workshops, like teach people, um, the tools of manifesting, you know, like how to do these simple things and to, I think, like live in a way that's kind of magical. Like, why don't we experiment? Why don't we just try this? Try using these crystals or try 
um, you know, try this meditation or this mantra or this chant or, you know, this, this ritual and just see what happens because um, we'll never know unless we try it, you know, and it's not like you have anything to lose. It's just not going to hurt anybody yeah. uh, to try some of these things, you know, and um, I've seen some cool, some really cool success stories. I know one year in one of my classes, we did vision boards at the beginning of the year. And uh, they mm. brought the vision board back at the end of the year. And probably eight out of ten um, of the women had almost manifested everything that they had put on their board. Wow. wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was stuff that, like, even you couldn't, like, even, like, dream. These were dream things, you know, things that, like, I just said, don't make it, don't make it too small. Like, let yourself really, really daydream and see. And it was just, like... Um, trips that they wanted to go on, um, grandchildren. One lady really wanted a grandchild. She got a grandchild, like um, all kinds of stuff. And I just think like, wow, like it's, it's so simple, but it's just about getting clear about what you want. That's the first step. It's so yeah, fun. Hear what we want. Yeah. So you know, it's so funny too. We had on Kate Scudder and she was like, you should also get clear about what you don't want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah, I would say that's important too to know, you know, to know what, yeah, know what you're, know what you're about, and know who you are and what like you're trying to create. What are you trying to achieve, you know? And you know, sometimes people feel guilty; they don't want to ask for material things, like they feel it's so unspiritual, right? But I'm like, I kind of feel, why not? Like, if there's something like, if it's a home or if it's a certain kind of car or if it's like a certain amount of money that's gonna, you know, make your life easier. I would say there's nothing wrong with asking for that stuff. I would say as long as your intention is um, clear, you know, of what you're asking for and that you're, you know, it's not probably not all materialistic, but I would say don't feel guilty if there's a few things that you want that are just very human, you know, I think it's okay. So just to give people that kind of, that. Um, like you said that because I think a lot of times, yeah, I think a lot of times people feel like, you know, oh, I'm praying or I'm being spiritual or manifesting. And it's like, well, I shouldn't be saying things that are material or I shouldn't be saying, you know, money or a home. Or, no, oh, that's fine. Or, like, who cares? Yeah, no, but I'm saying I like that she, like, as someone who yeah. deals with this all the time, like, that she's saying that's okay. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a believer that you have to be human too, you know, like, even though my life, I mean, spirit is like a huge part of my life and my spiritual beliefs are, you know, that's who I am. But I also recognize that I have to live, I have to pay bills, I have to like, uh, you know, I have to I have to live a human existence. So in order to do that, I got to have some kind of uh, funds, you know, I got to be able to live my life. So um, that's why I think, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. We can be holy and we can be human at the same time. Yeah, no, I, I, I love that. It's beautiful. It's true. Because um, yeah. we should probably wrap this up soon. Why don't you talk about crystals? That's what I was going to say. I wanted to hear because she had Told you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. We same mind. Share okay. brain. <laughs> sure. Well, okay. I would say that I am not a crystal master. I'm not an expert at all. It's but okay. What I do, what I do with them, though is I just intuitively choose what I feel I like, you know? So if I go to like a crystal store, spiritual store, I'll go with what I'm attracted to. I'll hold it in my hand. If I feel connected to it, it'll get warm. I'll feel tangly or I might just know. I'm like, okay, I need this one. 
And then I'll look up the top reviews and see what, you know, it's, it's all about. Um, and I just use them. A good thing that I tell people to do is if you don't have a pendant or it's not on a pendant or it's not in a bracelet, it's just like a tumbled stone, you can always put them like in, in your pocket. But if you don't have pockets, which oftentimes we don't, um, just put it in your bra. You can just stick it yep, in your bra. Your bra. We've heard that a lot before. Yep. <laughs> and the thing is, it's, it's then it's close to your body. It's close to your heart. And um, the funny thing is when you go to yoga or something, sometimes they fall out. Like that's happened to me. I've gone to yoga and like I had all these crystals fall out in the middle of the class. But anyway, you just keep them there. Um, right. I like to put them under my pillow I think that's a good thing as well um and also the other thing is you can use crystals purely with your intention so it doesn't even have to be a crystal that's like sparkly or beautiful you could find literally like a rock in nature and you could hold it and pray over it and ask it to for you use it for this purpose or that purpose and it will happen, you know, it's, it's all to do with the energy. Um, the beautiful crystals, I would say, for um, manifesting, but also for, um, like, really comfort and love, um, I would say, like I was saying, for uh, citrine, I would also say pyrite, that fool's gold, um, the fool's gold, that's very good for um, financial abundance. Um, you can I get some of those. <laughs> Jade is a really good one for luck um, and a good one for, um, yeah, like financial abundance. Um, love the rose quartz. I would say a smoky quartz, a black tourmaline. Those are very grounding. Um, a carnelian is an orange one. And oh, that I one would be, yeah, that one would be good for emotional um, sensitivity, like comforting the emotions and kind of opening up having like a balance there, that would be a good one. Um, what else? Clear quartz is like the master healer. It's like the most amazing. Yeah, I have that um, one all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah for, for, just, all I would say with that one, if you're not in positive vibration, if you're feeling heavy or feeling weighed down, I wouldn't use the clear quartz then because it just amplifies what you're feeling. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gonna... So, so, I usually wear one every day. Okay, so careful with that one. If you're in a great mood, it's awesome. But if you're feeling stressed or chaotic and you've got it on, it'll amplify it. Oh, God. So, okay. <laughs> so I would just watch out for that. Um, Angelite is a really pretty um, light blue stone. And that one is a great one for connecting with your guardian angels and the archangels. That one is like a very beautiful, um, high vibration stone. And then lapis lazuli is that one that had a gold specks in it, gold flakes. That one I find is really, really powerful for psychic vision. So if you're trying to open up your clairvoyance, you're trying to open up um, intuitively, that one is a great one to meditate with. You're laying in your bed, put it on your third eye, and you'll start to have... Well, you'll start to develop those visions. Wow. And you were saying when we were talking yesterday, Melissa, that like with the third eye, that like most of us really do possess that. We just don't always realize it or tap into it, right? 
Yeah, I mean, we all have the ability um, to have psychic awareness, but it's true. Many people are kind of close to it or they don't recognize it or they're not able to act because of fear or whatever. Um, but the third eye is right in between your eyebrows, just up a little bit in the middle kind of. And that's where it's the psychic center for um, your your ability to see energy and see visions and symbols from from the spirit world. And um, what happens is it can get clogged or it can get kind of fuzzy and kind of um, blocked. And the way to open it up is through meditation. So meditating with uh, like that lapis or even an amethyst there would be really good to kind of open up that energy. Um, but yeah, it's there for everyone. We can all tap it. It's just a matter of intention and focus and, and sort of disciplining yourself. To yeah. And with those crystals, like I started putting more crystals like in my home kind of all over. So like on my fireplace, I have like a big um, amethyst and then upstairs like in my bedroom I have like rose quartz you talked about so is it good to have them kind of you know scattered like throughout or should you always have it on you should I not have had 13 crystals next to my husband when he was sleeping the other night <laughs> it can be a bit intense uh I think you have to see how he feels see how you feel I know that I can't sleep with a bunch of them beside me um it just is too much but I think you know it's I look at it intuitively. I experiment. Like if I feel good, then I'll continue to do that. But if it's working, then I'll change it up. But I think having them around your space is really powerful because it it adds energy to um, your home, and it, you know you can work with um, you know the different energy centers and some feng shui stuff and really experiment. I think it's awesome. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah, I was just wondering. So I was like, I started putting them like more, more over my home. Like my aunt knows I'm really into them. So like, she got me a beautiful big one from like this gorgeous crystal place in Arizona. And I just put it on my fireplace. Oh, what did you get? Amethyst. You look, it's gorgeous. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's huge. Yeah. Wait, now I have to go look at it. Um, And so I'm just curious, like, you know, like if there's certain places that you should be like placing them because I place my fireplace because I feel like we're always kind of in this space. We have a very open living room layout and especially with the baby, like she's always here. So I feel like it's like a good spot. And then I have the rose quartz in our bedroom because like, that's like our safe space. You know what I mean? I'm a firm believer in like not being rigid in it, you know, so that no rules, just kind of like go with what feels good for you. And that's how I kind of, I approach it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious because yeah. it's interesting. Like, obviously, like everyone's different, but I was just curious, yeah. like, what you what you thought of that and everything. Um, yeah. And, and, I just do what I feel. Yeah. No, you see how you feel and you just kind of gauge it. So, this sounds stupid, but I move so much in my sleep. Obviously, when you're telling me like how heavy my dreams have been, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, like, if I wanted to put it under my pillow and have it with me in bed, like, how do I make you, that You happen? put it, wait, I'll tell you how to do it. You get a silk pillowcase that's zipped, Hollywood uh-huh. silk solution, mm-hmm. and then you put it on the underside of your pillow. Really? That's how I do it. Really? Yes. If you read my most recent article for Horoscope, which I'm not sure is up yet, I should uh-huh. probably check. I talk about that. Because uh-huh. I do write, I've been cool. saying to Melissa, I do write a little bit for Horoscope, yeah, okay. which yeah, is weird. Really but cool. Would you agree with that, Melissa? That's the best way to do it? Yeah, I would say that's an awesome way to do it. I just 
basically shove them in my in my under my pillowcase. Right. Okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, I gotta start doing that. I was just curious. Yeah. Um, very, very cool. Now I have to now I have to see if it's up because they don't tell me when it's up. It's so annoying. I don't like to search for it. I know. I mean, they don't have that much content, um, but they pay me a lot, so that's good. <laughs> but we've been okay. doing this for over an hour and a half. Wow. So I, well, that's she's so I know amazing. this has been so. I know this has been. We have to have you back. We're gonna have you back in the new year. Yeah, to talk about like New Year's. Oh, awesome. New Year stuff. Awesome. Manifesting for the new yeah, year. Exactly. But so on that note, before we let you go and before you plug yourself. Going into, you were just, you were telling yeah, us. Mercury's we in got, yeah, Mercury's in retrograde. You were telling us before we got on with you, um, on, you know, before we got on the podcast that Mercury's getting to be in retrograde again. What would you say about that coming? And what are some things people can do to kind of, you know, prepare and, you know, make sure things are going well and like kind of end their year on a good On note. a high note, yeah. yeah. On a high note and a high vibration yeah. because yeah. we're really coming to the end. To I was the literally end. about to say on high vibes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that Mercury retrograde affects different signs in different ways, you know? So for me, I'm a Gemini. Mercury is my ruling planet. So for me, when Mercury goes retrograde, I find it really does affect me a lot. Um, It affects communication, but it also affects, it's almost like it brings things to the surface that need to be examined. Sometimes it's things from the past, things that you may have thought you'd healed from, and then all of a sudden Mercury retrograde comes and it like drags it back up to the surface. So people do tend to get a bit um, anxious because they're like, oh God, what's going to happen? Um, I would say try as much as you can not to give it that much power. You know, recognize that anything that comes to the surface during Merc- Mercury retro is if it's solid and it's good, no amount of astrological debris and, and, you know, astrological stuff could affect it. You know what I mean? So the only things that are affected by Mercury are things that are already not on solid ground, already something that needs to probably be changed, transformed, fixed, or, or let go of. Um, so you want to try and approach it with a positive attitude. Um, recognize that... The more grounded you stay during the, the two or three weeks that it's happening, the better. So sleep as much as you can, like get good, positive sleep, um, take care of yourself, exercise, um, really be gentle and kind to yourself. I would double check your text. I would double check your so everything is organized. Back up any kind of stuff that you need to save electronically, you know, those kinds of things. Um, yeah. Sometimes you can your vehicles. I don't know why, but cars and transportation can be affected. Yeah, last <laughs> Please stop it. No, no, I'm done. I'm done with that. No, that is not happening to me this morning. I, I have, like, I've had my car. I've had my, all that stuff. No, no, no. Universe, that is done. Do not mention the universe. I can deal yeah. with traffic. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. So just set that positive intention before it comes that you're, you know, see yourself like positive and, and just like. Oh, no. Like it will not. Ha- no, no, no. Things will be fine. Things will be there fine. I will make them fine. Yeah. There you go. You can manifest that for yourself. I know that sounds really weird, but I'm like, no, I've had enough <laughs> of my own car stuff. Like it's done for me. 
I know. I yeah. had, I had yeah. a bunch of car stuff last month. That's so great too. So I'm like, please no, nothing, nothing go on. I've, I've had it. I've had it with these snakes on this plane. Um, okay. But so those are good things to do. Yeah. And, then, and then ending the 2018 in this year on a high note, high vibration, what would you say? Um, I would say try sitting down and writing about your year and the things that almost like the challenges, write down your challenges and then see if you can write also what the blessing was. See if you can find the blessing in each one of your challenges. And if you can do that, I think that wraps energy up, kind of set you up for success for this next, you know, this next year. That's a good idea. Because then you're changing any fear or any anxious energy. You're changing it into something beautiful and something positive. So I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good idea. That's, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, that's really smart. Okay. Well, well, well noted. I'm definitely going to be doing that. Well, plug your social media. Yeah, plug yourself. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you time. so much. Thank incredible. you. Aww, really, you guys, really appreciate it. We love you, so not just because you're Canadian. <laughs> Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. Um, my website is Melissa White, sacredsoul.com. And uh, my Facebook page is uh, Psychic Medium Melissa White. And on the Facebook page, there's lots of um, videos that I post and tips and things like that for people that are trying to develop their intuition. Um, I post lots of inspiration from that kind of thing um and then my instagram i'm so i'm so bad I, let me just see if i even know what it is i think it's medium melissa white melissa white medium something like that let me see i don't even know melissa white medium yeah okay perfect so your website your social so that's where we can find you and we'll put that all on the show notes of course we will and as we always say be fabulous and manifest. Yes, there we go. And also right. call Melissa. We <laughs> <laughs> love you. you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. How to change Fonda. One, two, three, four. Get your booty on the dance floor. Work it out. Shake it, little mama. Let me see you do the change Fonda. Five.